Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Jay Z's Podcast here, and I'm back on this Thursday with another podcast for you guys. Guys, as I discussed, um, every Thursday, I'm just going to turn into like a little Leafs podcast um, with my dad on the show. So, dad, say hello to everyone. Hello, guys. Yeah, so he's back again this Thursday. So every Thursday is just going to be a talking Leafs episode. Um, last week, we had our first one. That was fresh off, you know, a few days after the game seven loss. But now we've had, you know, almost two weeks since. So there's a lot of topics that I want to bring up today um, on the Leafs. And I think the first one that we can start with is is John Tortorella. Now, John Tortorella is not actively a part of the Leafs management right now. But there's been a lot of rumors that, you know, maybe the Leafs should pursue a coaching change. And John Tortorella, you know, in the past... He's had a lot of a lot of teams that he's played for, but the good thing about Torella is he's hard on players and he wants that greatness, you know, to shine. Um, for instance, the last team that he played for, or the last team he coached for, he's actually uh, leaving this offseason, but the Columbus Blue Jackets. The Columbus Blue Jackets did trade for Patrick Lining, and, you know, Patrick Lining was struggling. Patrick Lining wasn't playing defense, and what did Torrell do? He benched him. Um, so he's setting a lot of examples like that benching players. He benched Pierre-Luc Dubois, who didn't want to be there, and stuff like that. So what I want to say is, Dad, would you tra- would you sorry, would you fire Sheldon Keefe, which would be hard for Kyle Dubas to do since they're friends, but and bring in a guy like John Tortorella, who you know who's going to be hard on the on the play uh, on the superstar players that the Leafs have come off season. You see, it's a bit of a <laughs> catch twenty two here because yeah. I find that Tortorella is a little too tough uh, for yeah. his own good. Uh, I think he overdoes it. Mm-hmm. Keith is too soft. Um, yeah. I think we should stick with Keith still um, because I think they all they need to do is have a sit down with them and say, listen, we have your back as management. You right. do what you need to do. And I think if he just becomes a little more tough, with, yeah. with some of the younger guys um, and even benching some of the older guys, I think he can get it done. I don't, I, I, I really don't want to see. I just find that it's too much of a circus show, circus show with, uh, with Tortorella. So I don't think we really need that here. Right. Yeah. And, you know, he does hold players accountability. Um, another thing was, you know, when the Leafs lost in 2020, he backed Sheldon Keefe uh, in the media. So, Maybe they do bring him in in a different role, but I think as a head coaching role, I think it's going to be tough as well to bring him in because as he, as he, my dad just said, it's, it's going to be tough. He's really, really hard on players. Um, you know, this, this market is probably the biggest market. This market's due for a Stanley cup. And I think if players and coaches aren't on the same page, it's going to be tough to get it done in uh, here in Toronto. So I think keeps your guy this season, you know, see how it goes. Uh, we're, we're definitely fine in the regular season. Keith is great in the regular season. I don't think that's the problem. I think the problem is what comes down to making adjustments in the playoffs. And I think he knows that. And I think Kyle Dubas knows that. But, you know, speaking of playoffs, um, the next topic I want to cover here is Mitch Barner. And he's he's the head. He's the headline this year. Uh, he's in the headlines. So the big thing is, is the Mitch Marner criticism fair? Now, I know my dad was saying the other day, you know, he was he was driving, driving to work and the radios, they were just ripping on Mitch Marner. And I, I know that it's, it's a tough time for him, but I think, 
you know, what Leafs fans are doing right now is they're not hating on the actual, like, you know, the, like Mitch Marner himself. I think they're just criticizing on his game. Uh, I think he needs to remember that, but I've heard that, you know, I've read that his, his crew, his, uh, his team has been attacking people, um, you know, swearing at people, stuff like that. So I think Mitch just needs, you know, off season to relax a bit. Um, he's a great player, but Dad, do you think that Mitch Marner criticism is fair after this season and after this this terrible uh, performance in round one of the playoffs? You know, you're right. The radio guys were tough on him, but it was right. all legit. I, I fully agreed with them. Um, the, the problem here is, you know, this is the first time I think that Mitch Marner probably has received this kind of criticism. All his life, he's probably been praised. He doesn't know how to handle it. You know, he can go to a veteran and talk to them who have probably went through, but he didn't. And he kind of, you know, became aggressive himself. And, you know, I think if, if, if he really wanted to handle it a little bit better, he had to, he had guys on, on on the team that are older that he could have gone to and mm-hmm. and uh, or even look at how Matthew kind of handled it. You know, he took he, he said, you know what, yeah, I, I own up to it. Uh, you know, we need to be better. Um, and the whole team needs to be better. Now, you know, and we keep talking about this killer instinct. We don't have that, and you know, we don't have that. Um, you know, I I don't want to share older stories, but I got a story about Wayne Gretzky. You know, the the New York Islanders from 1980 to 83 won four Stanley Cups. The mm-hmm. fourth one, they beat an up-and-coming Edmonton team with Gresky, Curry, Coffee, Anderson, Fuhrer, Andy Moe, like all the star, Messier, um, and, and they lost. Mm-hmm. Now, NASA Coliseum, the way this is set up was that the visitor's locker room, when the game is done, they get changed. When they have to leave, they got to go past the home locker room. So when yeah. they lost to the Islanders, Dresky and them were sitting in their locker room. Oh, man, we've got to go by. They're probably partying in there. They're probably doing this. And then finally they said, you know what? We've got to face the music. Let's go. So as they walk, whatever, by the uh, Islanders locker room, the door is open. There's no partying. Somebody's got an ice pack on their shoulder, somebody on their knee, somebody on their ankle. Someone's getting some work done from the medical staff. They were partying and and that's that that's the day that Gretzky is on record saying that they realize that this is what it takes to win not yeah. how they were just you know trying to ding dandle and just pass around yeah. that you got to get in there you got to get bruised you got to fight and guess right. what happened the next year in 84 the two teams met again and the Edmonton Oilers beat them so that's right. what we need these guys to understand that look what Montreal did they out hit us they out hustled us you know, mm-hmm. they were in our face and we kind of just backed away and said, oh, my God. So, you know, I, so it's not only Mitch, I think a lot of other guys <laughs> that need to pick it up, too. So, right. Yeah. And, you know, the whole killer instinct thing, I completely agree. I think it's going to take time for them to win. And, you know, just another story. You think about basketball, you think about relating to that and LeBron James. LeBron, you know, has faced a lot of stuff like he does. He didn't have it like Jordan had his entire career. He had to go to Miami to learn it. So that's what it's going to take. LeBron, you know, his first year in Miami with the whole super team lost to the Mavericks where Nowitzki was playing out of his mind. But LeBron has said, obviously as well on record that, you know, he need that loss. He needed that loss. That was his, one of his greatest moments because from then on, he knew what it took and what did he do? He won two straight after that. Okay. He lost the third, but he came back from 73, nine, uh, a 73, nine team that was up three, one. So 
it's going to take stuff like that where you learn. But I think Mitch, yeah, you're right. He's never faced stuff like this. He can do a better job. And I think if he handled, you know, his, 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 whatever the, the end of the season media a little bit better and took a little bit of accountability, maybe Leafs fans would be a little bit sympathetic towards Mitch. But again, come regular season time, they're going to win everyone that's against Mitch Marner and hey, not Mitch Marner. He's going to win them all back. Um, top five in points. And, you know, Austin Matthews just today was nominated for the Hart Trophy. So these players in the regular season get it done. And I think come regular season time, it's going to be the same Leafs. It's going to be the same Leafs. It's probably going to be the Atlantic Division. Um, so back to Florida, Tampa, Boston. But I think people are saying, you know, how are you going to be teams like this? But regular season time, where we're right now, we were just top of the division. I think we'll be ready. But now that we move on, um, are they going to be the same team this regular season? What I want to get into is, is Zach Hyman. Now, Zach Hyman is the biggest UFA the Leafs face this year, and he is from Toronto. But um, would you take a pay cut if you're Zach Hyman? Because, you know, he's probably going to make six to seven million. Um, you know, the Leafs are probably going to lose Kerfoot in the expansion draft. So there's two, three million, like two million right there that you can use towards Zach Hyman. But, Dad, would you re sign Zach Hyman if it meant a deal more than five million, probably in the six to seven million range? And you think he's going to take a pay cut? Would you take a pay cut if you're Zach Hyman? that it meant, you know, winning Stanley cups for your home team as, as a Leafs fan. I think this is, uh, this is going to be his biggest contract that he signed. Yeah. Uh, there's no pay, uh, pay cut coming, uh, no hometown discount. I think we've got about uh, 14 million cap room. So if yeah. you were to give him six to seven, that doesn't really leave us much to, to do anything else. Right. Um, yeah. You know, unless, I mean, I heard that Evander Kane, is, is kind, kind of available. Uh, you know, yeah. we would need that toughness, that grit, that skill, 30 goals every year, um, yeah. except last year, shortened season. But, um, but you know, they would probably want Riley. And that's $5 million mm-hmm. for books. And, but I think Evander Kane is three years with $7 million. Right. Uh, So then, you know, there's... So if it's $14 million, you got... So it'll be $16 million. But if you give Hyman seven, uh, that leaves us nine. So, yeah. I, I, you know, as much as I would love to see him, I love the way he plays. You know, he gives it his all every shift, every minute. But I, yeah. I, I, think, I think he's gone. I think he's right. gone. Yeah, and I think it's going to be tough with the cap room. Obviously, yeah, we, we discussed that the cap isn't going up. And I think you're, you're going to have to be prepared, Leaf says, to lose a guy like Zach Hyman. It's, it's going to be tough. This is his one and only big contract. He's going to look at guys on our team that are making a lot of money and you know, who knows another team out there is going to give him maybe like an American team, give him a lot of money. Yeah. And he he deserves deserves it. it. He could be, you know, a Stanley cup, like a a game changer, a guy like him who fights and, you know, he was our best player on that Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews and uh, Hyman line. He was the most dangerous player at one point in the playoffs. So teams are going to look at that. And now finally, what I want to get to is just coming off that is, the Steve Dangle podcast. Now, Steve Dangle is like a big Toronto uh, super fan. You know, he, he does stuff with Sportsnet. He has a podcast with Adam Wall and Jesse Blake. And they did have a Sportsnet reporter, Chris Johnson, on the last episode, a few episodes ago. And Chris said um, he wouldn't be surprised, you know, if if come October, the Maple Leafs um, 
is there's a big player on opening night that'll get fans excited and it's going to be a big move. Now he did say that he had, he, he had a little bit of stuff to talk about the player that the player currently is not in the playoffs. Um, it's an American team and he has multiple years left on his contract. Now, a lot of players that have came to mind are guys like a lot, a lot of forwards are guys like I've seen on Twitter and people speculating uh, Ricard Raquel, the Leafs were interested Clayton Keller, uh, Dvorak, Eichel, Atkinson, Hurdle. But I think the most likely one is Travis Konechny on uh, Philadelphia. Um, the Leafs uh, almost drafted him uh, instead of trading down for Travis Dermott and picking up Bracco as well. But Konechny is 24. He's got four years remaining on his contract, $5.5 million that he signed with the Flyers now. What I'm trying to say is, is if this move does happen, I do seeing a guy like Riley being moved on from, or obviously maybe you lose Zach Hyman and, and you trade, trade for this player. But do you believe that the Leafs are going to make a big move like this? That'll get fans excited um, for next season come October. You know, they need to get tougher. And I think the, you know, Duvis knows that and yeah. he's going to, be hunting so um yeah. they need to bring somebody I, we don't need any more skill they need some grit where you know teams will you know he they go in the, in the corners like, like like hyman did but you know we just need uh, another line that that can do that um and and right. um i go i don't i don't see it happening it's gonna be tough yeah um you know konecki uh I mean, honestly, I, as I mentioned earlier, I, I would love to see uh, Vander Kane if yeah. they can pull it. I mean, I can't see Riley saying, you know, no to move into California. Um, but uh, yeah. um, they, that's the kind of player that they need. Now, I, a lot of these guys that you named, you know, skillful guys. Um, yeah. But I just think that we have, we have enough skill. Uh, you don't need too many lines with the same kind of impact on the game you need a different kind of guy out there that will impact the game differently than a Matthews Marner Nylander um, right. so you know I think they need to go you know a little bit uh, tougher and I think Dubas is aware of it and that's what I think he's, he's, he's the plan is right um, now another player Zach Larson, the, the defenseman I forgot to name but you know Kyle Dubas in the past has got it done in, in the offseason who, who thought he was going to sign TJ Brody you know, all the vet signings, people praise, like, you know, Jumbo Joe, Wayne Simmons. He brought those guys. He brought Spezza back. The trade for Felino, obviously. Uh, he's made a lot of good moves. And I think come offseason time, you know, he's there's going to be a player. I think this report is accurate. Chris Johnson does have someone in mind. I think he's going to reveal it. He also said in the coming month. But I think we'll learn as time goes on. But the last thing, uh, actually, I, I didn't tell you, but the last thing I just want to say is, uh, you, I'm sure everyone knows the CN Tower was uh, was lit with Montreal colors, Canadians colors as they move on to the third round. Uh, how do you feel about this? Actually, I'm curious. How do you feel about this? A lot of Leafs fans are actually really, really disappointed in in this in this move. But how do you feel about this? Uh, just looking at the CN Tower red in the Montreal color, I wanted to yeah. take the hottest red sauce from my fridge and pour it in my eyes i wanted to feel that burn and that pain it was disgusting you never <laughs> want to see that again i am i agree with john tory he said he'll never yeah he'll never do anything least, like that yeah he did i was gonna say that he did say the toronto sign he will never 
uh, have the Montreal Canadian sign with the cat with the hashtag Leafs Forever. And I completely agree. Leafs fans, you're allowed to do this. Uh, I, I I'm just actually curious why they did this because this is not just about us losing. This is our biggest rival, you could say. And uh, this is just weird to me, but I think that's well, going to top his it. Theory, oh. His theory yeah. is that they're they're a Canadian team, and we should support a Canadian uh, team because I think right. we haven't won since '93. Yeah, uh, Canadian team hasn't won is is what what. But I just think that it was too soon after what yeah. we just lost to them to do that. You know, it, it yeah, it, it hurt. I yeah, it hurt. All. Yeah, yeah. A lot of Leafs fans. Oh man, I've seen on Twitter that they they have been lashing out after this move. But a lot of stuff is that you know Montreal would it would they have done the same for the Leafs? Who knows? We'll never, never. know. Yeah, never. And, yeah, <laughs> and. uh I think that's going to cut it for today, guys. Um, a lot of good stuff. Every Thursday, we're going to be, we're going to be talking Leafs. Um, hopefully, uh, as next week comes, there, there's a little bit of news on Toronto, I think. But there will be a lot of news after the July 1st. Uh, after July 1st, I think that's when some of the moves will be made closer to the expansion draft. But I feel like the Leafs are going to lose Kerfoot. I think he's not going to be protected, and that's two, three million off the caps. So maybe they do sign Zach Hyman getting to that. Um, and let's see who CJ was talking about on the Steve Dangle podcast. He did he did get all three of them excited, and they're both depressed Leafs. They're all depressed Leafs fans, so he got me excited. <laughs> and uh, so let's see. Another year of this. Let's see what happens for the regular season. Uh, Dad, any final words today? Uh, I, can, I can say that the uh, taunting and the abusing from all the non-Leaf fans has finally stopped. So yeah. I'm thankful that uh, yeah. we can kind of move on <laughs> from this. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think it's, uh, it's, it's taken, it's taken a, it's taken a beating. It's, it's been a beating for the last week, but yeah, I, I completely agree. I think it's cooled down, but thanks for listening guys. Uh, for sure. We'll see you guys next Thursday. Every Thursday I said leaves talk, but thanks for listening guys. I will see you on Thursday. Thanks guys.